Guess who? And guess what? Footy Prime is launching a gin, and we're having a party to celebrate. Thursday, June 6th, join the whole FP crew for Footy Prime's one-night stand at Nickel Nine Distillery in Toronto. Come celebrate Footy Prime's one-ball gin with Nickel Nine Distillery mixologists on hand, Charmin's proper pies, meet and greet and photo ops with your favorite primers, and a live Atska's Almost Anything podcast. Footy Prime's one-night stand, June 6th at 7 p.m. till when we kick you out. Tickets at eventbrite.ca. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. It's disgusting. As you're eating, I've never been. Oh harder. my god, no one wants to I know. No, I know. And, and listen, I understand this because I hate hearing people eat with the passion. Okay, it's actually a term for it, isn't there? There people, is. Like my, my wife will literally, she will slice my throat if she hears me eat. Dude, we she, can hear you've got a, like some peanut butter jammed in the back. No. Here. It's oh actually what is it? It's a scramble ramble. I got some some eggs and sweet potato. They in don't there, eat. I hate people. you a bit more because it's called a scramble ramble. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's a, it's a shaman household name. It's healthy. <laughs> we went to the gym this morning. Had a nice healthy breakfast. And now you're judging me. So listen, I'm gonna listen. Jimmy's not here yet. Misophonia um, are people with misophonia are affected emotionally by common sounds usually those made by others and usually ones that other people don't pay attention to the examples above breathing yawning or chewing create a hate, fight or I flight hate. response that triggers anger and a desire to escape my daughter lila has that and i have it right now because you were chewing See, and i don't have it i just don't thing. like your chewing yeah. charmin it's my chewing it's you know what <laughs> it's because of my my the accent i chew with that's interesting. Upsets you. Mycophonia. I thought initially that that was rodents with a cell plan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. 
Yeah. That's good, Dubs. It's a pun. <laughs> it's She's a pun. A pun. It's it's early. Pun. I always have puns when it's early. You know, this is why we should announce it, hey, Dubs. Well, no, we should we should mention it now. The Dubs is joining us now more than once a week. She is. You're gonna be so sick of her. She that is. That my, my Sophonia, you're like, no. The sound of his uh, uh, voice would be Sophonia because yeah, you'd be so Craig, sick of her. Craig and Jimmy, we forgot to tell you, uh, Dubs <laughs> is joining us more often now, and she's a she's going to prioritize Footy Prime. Uh, we've given her some uh, some responsibilities, and uh, she's fully on the team now. So we brought on Dubs, our first blonde. So that's the big thing. <laughs> Nothing to do with anything else. Just the biggest, the, just a full blonde with perfect teeth. Is she yeah. blonde? Ginger, ginger, ginger. Jimmy and Forrest are, are too stunned to speak. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna um. Well, but first of all, welcome, Dubs. You know, with all, all, all the bullshit aside, um, you you elevate us to a level that is bear, bearable, I think, for most people. So, <laughs> so thank you for joining us, and that's the last nice thing I say about you. Um, I'm gonna get one second. Question. Sorry, Jimmy. Uh, sorry, Charms. Jimmy's microphone is off. Mm. He looks like shit so, as well. He literally just he looks like up. he literally just rolled out of bed. Did you, Jimmy? There you go, Jimmy. Can we hear you talk? I know we're doing our mic check while we're recording. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah there you go. You sound great. Are you tired or are you just disgusted with the news that Dubs is joining us more than once a week? <laughs> Both. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, it's to be expected. Um, I'm going to finish my scramble ramble here. So I'm going to throw oh, out a question and a topic and let you guys talk. For, for so uh, annoying. It's, it's not that annoying. Look, it's delicious. You it's better just... put yourself on, on Call it scramble no ramble one more Mute. time. I dare you. You know what? <laughs> Use the word zeitgeist one more fucking time, Dubs. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, ask the question, Sharon. Okay, so, um, okay, so I, I thought the first topic was uh, big news this week. Is that uh, Wonga was was recognised in the public wow. space, a and I, I I think it's going to change Wonga more than we can even bear um, thoughts while I chew my <laughs> scramble ramble. I need more thoughts? context. Where did this happen? All right, so Jimmy, Craig, JC, and I after uh, we went to the our our Gabby's out in Mississauga after the show on Monday, right. and. I'm ordering, pardon me? Sponsorships. Yeah, sponsorships. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm up paying uh, the group collective bill on the Footy Prime account. And someone leans over and goes, we love the podcast. And it was, I think Lorna was her name and Todd, her partner. And they're huge fans. And they basically just said, uh, and I turned around, I go, oh, well, thank you so much. And then I said, well, Hey guys, these guys love our podcast. So they came over, introduced themselves, all that kind of stuff. So Charms makes it sound like, oh, Wonger was was recognized. I'm sure I was recognized by my the company I kept. Not so much. Plus, Craig had the big red puma and he's six foot six. <laughs> and yeah. Jimmy's got the big red eyeball and he's five, <laughs> he's six foot. So and I everybody thought, could hear Wonger. And everyone can hear me, but that's that's, right. that's, that's a that's a good everybody. Nice that's what it was. They Jay. heard you, Wonger. <laughs> yeah. So in Toronto, Sharps. <laughs> hey, hey, you're lucky you got to drive home. Don't do that. I was just happy. Come on, man. 
Um, Come on, the, man. I don't think that fame will change me, but because I already think I'm the most famous person that has ever lived. <laughs> there it is. I'm just, I'm just glad that you were recognized outside a public washroom. <laughs> yeah. That to be where someone looks over at you at the urinal. Wonger? <laughs> Actually, I don't mind that. Those are very. Those are very, that means that you're a big fan. Yeah, but they're, you're like eyes up here, eyes up here. No, I don't yeah. mind that. We can look at my unit. I'm like I live out. I live out, out out loud. I don't mind. Get used to it with the when our OnlyFans page launches. Oh, that's right. We get used to the yes. the public nudity. So, anyway. was that Craig's package on the OnlyFans? What was? I mean, that was pretty funny. Uh, by the dishwasher funny. someone put up a picture is that on our only fans page that that came from and was it someone else who put it up or was it jc i don't i don't know who did i i thought it was dubs no gosh no i thought it was you in the picture <laughs> i really really like dubs dubs doing the, the picture yeah i thought it was dubs in the picture she put a potato in her in the a roll of socks up in I, there. I don't know what I should find more offensive: the package and like it was a pretty impressive package, or the fact that those are some really hairy legs. And you guys are like, "Oh, it's doves." No, it is not me. I was more offended by the dishwasher. There were no fucking finger marks on it. Oh my god! And there's always finger marks in dishwashers. Always. I just went down a YouTube little uh, rat hole. Of how to clean, how to clean your rabbit like hole. rabbit hole. Sorry, <laughs> rabbit hole. <laughs> Thank you. I knew it was an R, but it was all about how to clean your uh, your your stainless steel appliances. Wow, well, you live quite the life, woman. Yeah, well, you're very very quiet. We're hunting rabbits. <laughs> well, hunting it's rabbit wongers. season. It's rabbit season. It's wonger season, apparently. It's season. season. No, it's rabbit season. <laughs> All the young people listening are saying, what are they doing? What's those funny voices they're using? It's called Bugs Bunny. And it was a very popular cartoon oh, so in the good. 1980s and 70s. And when was Bugs Bunny? When did that get, when was that produced? It's a long time ago, right? Yeah. We'll look it up, but I think it's 60s. Mel Blank, and he did like every voice. That guy. Really? Remember? Yeah. Yeah. Mel Blank. That's really his word. Yeah, that or was his, his name. word. His name. He was a he was a cunning linguist. That was his rat hole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he reminds me of a Mr. Black. <laughs> I love that. At your camp with Mr. Black. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So this week, football wise, big news is, and I guess people get upset. All, all the Vancouver fans who say we never talk about the Whitecaps, and we will. Listen, it's almost playoff time, but uh, Michael Bradley retires. At 36 years of age. We I thought him. you were going to spring into a Whitecaps thing. Yeah. No, no, we will get right to away. To, they're yeah. definitely due a good, good conversation on our podcast, and we will we'll get guests on who know more about them than us. Um, but yeah, Bradley retires the same week that uh, Leo Messi scores two more goals for his country, and Ronaldo scores two more goals for his country. It does seem that players are just playing later and longer these days. All, all this we hear about too many games, players breaking down. I mean, when, when you guys played, there weren't too many guys playing into their 35, 36, 37 years, were there? No, no, no there wasn't. There never really is. I think it's a little bit longer now, and these legends are certainly doing it. But Messi took a break, right? Because he didn't fancy playing for Miami for a few weeks. So he had, he's had some time off. Is that why you cynic? He was hurt. Had a hamstring issue. Oh, 
He wasn't just tired. <laughs> yeah, you're not buying that. Need some sleepy time. You guys aren't buying that. You aren't buying that. He was actually injured. He let his team go down the shitter late in the season and failed to make the qualifying for the playoffs. No, he didn't. He's I didn't say that. He just said that. He didn't win it. <laughs> he won the Nate. What did he win? What was it uh, called? The League's Cup. Or... Oh, the League's. It was the League's Cup. The League's yeah. Cup. Yeah. 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 That'll be up there next to the World Cup on his mantle. <laughs> and all those La Ligas and Champions Leagues yeah and 25 yeah. Champions hey, Be- Leagues Beckham said Ligas. Beckham said in the documentary he said uh, winning the MLS Cup was one of the most satisfying moments of his life that he put was it right bullshit there. there's no way you think he said it made it all it, it worked he goes and, yeah. and at that point I knew it worked it was yeah worth. but it, he used the word satisfying right maybe it was, satisfying, I, I'm was not it? gonna it wasn't glorious. It wasn't, you know, the milestone that I ever wanted to reach. I've gone to the pinnacle of soccer. It was the word satisfying. And it was one of the most satisfying. <laughs> I've had really satisfying dumps that I can remember. <laughs> God. So Beckham, hey, I know while you're cleaning your stove, if you've had were you satisfied after cleaning your stove at the end of the, you know, like your OCD showing, I get it, but that's satisfying to you. So a MLS Cup? Sure. I'll believe it's satisfying after my original take of that's bullshit. What if you could take a dump in the MLS Cup? Ooh, Ooh. Satisfying. Satisfying? Satisfying. Yeah. Mm. Well, Do you really you're believe Beckham? You're a part owner of an MLS club. I guess you you want it to be satisfying. Yeah. 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 You do. You, you do now way. anyway. Do you really believe he cleans his kitchen? I don't know, Sharn, but the way he was cleaning that oven, I remember watching the show and I kind of looked at my oven and I was like, fuck it, I'm not cleaning that. No. <laughs> oh, see, you look at it that way. I watched him. He talked about clipping the wicks on the candle, <laughs> clipping the wicks, and then cleaning his stove and then cleaning, you know, that little kind of, well, quote unquote, shack that they were in at the end of the series. Oh my where God, they got what the an outdoor fire. kitchen that oh my is, God. eh? Unbelievable. Oh. And Jimmy, you said it made you think of your own dirty stove but i thought it was hot yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, mine was I, could watch, I could watch david beckham clean <laughs> shit <laughs> we've got I'd an email we've got to email beckham and ask him if we can set up a catch uh, a camera on only fans and we there can stream we it on our no wait yeah. a minute though we're under something here so so dubs uh, yeah. as, as a woman finds that seeing a former athlete clean sexy no 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 we have former athlete. athletes here it doesn't matter. Just Beckham. <laughs> just Beckham. You don't think that people want to see Jimmy Brennan and Craig Forrest clean their kitchen? No. You want to see Craig fill his dishwasher? That's true. Oh, right? I can see the big man just bending over gently. Yeah. <laughs> dropping those plates in there. Ooh. Yeah. Whoa. What would be the Jimmy Brennan equivalent? It would be getting his fifth espresso of the day in his kitchen, yeah. not wearing any clothes. Or clipping his the wick. Same, same thing. Clipping his wick. Clipping my wick. Well, it get my that espresso. That is a new metaphor, isn't it? For everything yeah. that is clipping his I wick. don't know what it is. What would that be a euphemism for? Masturbation. Oh. Yes. <laughs> that would be kind of angry masturbation. Hey, what did you... Isn't, isn't it always wrong? <laughs> isn't it always angry? <laughs> no, mine is, mine is gentle and fun no. and happy. No. Uh, oh, and and reinforcing confidence the... building. It's oh, confidence when building. When you're balancing the self-loathing that Charms possesses, it's always angry. Charms uses a mirror. Charms looks so at much. himself while he God, does look it. Look at me. What am I doing? I hate, God damn it. Look at me. 
I could see Charm's just totally disgusted with himself after as well. Scramble, ramble. Absolute shame. <laughs> <laughs> scramble, ramble. What, what have you done to yourself? <laughs> but if the camera's close enough. <laughs> you can't oh, keep you pulling can your hand. Enough. Through. Enough. You're so enough. close to your camera. Yeah, what's he doing? You what look you like doing, that right? Seinfeld episode where Kramer flips around his people and George is like waving at <laughs> exactly. like So close. You look like Spud from Train Spotting right now. Spud. Yes. Oh, good God. Right? There's that I scene like when he's really Spud. close up in the camera as well. And you look mm -hmm. just like a heroin addict. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go back so to close. To, to Beckham oh. for a second, though. Like, mm, like oh, yeah. him saying that was the most satisfying. <laughs> Like, yeah. I think the reason that the documentary works is because it's an intimate look into his life, right? But it's balanced and not too much of the sort of nauseating self-promotion that's deliberate, right? Which is what that comment is. So I think there's enough of the other stuff that it balances out maybe stuff that's very strategic, you know, that are like signposts, like I'm I'm a majority owner for Inter-Miami and and drawing the parallels with all of that, you know, is maybe that that's, that's, though? maybe that's the, yeah, no, of course. Have they he's, got he's you? always been. Yep. Yeah. They got you right. In that case, yeah. I, I get it. Cause it seemed authentic, but maybe yeah, it's not authentic at all, but they've sold it that I believe that is his lifestyle, his life. I mean, if I was Beckham with all that money, I would have a massive fucking staff of people. I would do nothing. And mm -hmm. there'd be, they'd, <laughs> You mean like now? <laughs> when someone say it. No, I said, yeah, exactly. I've got huge stuff right now. That's not what you were going to say. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Were you talking about clipping your wick again? No, no. People would have to look at you. I was, just, I was just envisaging my stuff. I was envisaging my stuff and what they might What, they like. were all people of color and women? He's Shut, Moses no. with his huge staff. <laughs> it was not sexist. It was not racist. It may have been heightist. Oh, heightist. Maybe. I know where you're going. Anyway, but wouldn't you? I mean, I don't want to be cleaning my oven if I'm that rich. No. But that OCD of him, if it's if it is true, which I kind of suspect it is. Mm -hmm. Well, it was his. I mean, it wasn't just the. It wasn't just the cleaning of the kitchen. It was his wardrobe. Oh my god, mm. that thing was beautiful. And I, I, it's not like like you look at my drawer. And the socks are jammed in. They're not even rolled up in a ball and matched. No. Uh, wow. Wow. I mean, here you, now you can see my bedroom. Look. Wow. I... There you go. It's not not horrible though. It's, not, it's quite nice actually. <laughs> oh, the camera's gone. And we all over to go. There was a dead prostitute back there, wasn't there? <laughs> I'm trying to find the. Uh, I'm trying to find the camera again. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Please don't. Jimmy is just shaking his head. Why did I wake up for this, for Christ's sakes? But yeah, back, back to the football conversation. We have really, this is a classic. This is a classic uh, foundational episode, isn't it? We're all over the place right now. Um, back to, yeah, so so Michael Bradley retires at 36. Jimmy, now yeah. we can talk some football. You you know Michael, you, you, you coached with him. Did you, you, no, you didn't play with him, right? You retired by that point. Yeah. But you were, you were on the bench, weren't you? When Mike yeah. arrived. Anything you want to say about, I mean, for me, he's, he's the most important player in TFC history. Yeah, you he, can't he take that club away. identity. Yeah, you can't take anything away from him. He was, uh, he was a fantastic leader, led by example on the pitch, won a championship, 
Um, he did everything you're meant to do as a DP and uh, a captain. So, you know, he's had a great career and he'll be an absolute, always will be an absolute legend for TFC. That's for sure. I wonder if his dad was still coaching, whether he would be doing one another year. I mean, were you surprised, Craig, that he retired? Nah. Uh, yes and no. I mean, I think a circumstance was certainly something to do with it, quite honestly. Do you think but it came down you to... Can see from his, you can see from his game as well. I mean, he's yeah. slowing down. You start moving your moving you back to the center back position, you can't go much further back than that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he could still get a job. Get he could definitely get a job in the MLS if he wanted it. Still playing, you would, I think. You would think so. You would think so, so I wonder if John had a chat with him. Because Michael's been in Toronto. He loves Toronto, right? The family lives here full time. You wonder if John had a chat with him and said, listen, you know, I've got to move this club forward. Maybe they're going a different route, youth, whatever it's going to be. I don't know. Um, do you think maybe he had a chat with him and said, listen, I, you're not on my playing plans moving forward? Mm-hmm. Came down to that, I wonder. This is I, so you guys know this is my favorite part when you surmise on no nothing at all and you just go, Hey, put yourself into Herdman's John Herdman's position. You'd want to start clean, right? Like just on a pure, Hey, I'm coming in. I don't want any baggage. I don't want anyone comparing anything to the past. This is all kind of management 101, how you want to start things off. No, yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree that that, yeah, I don't think any manager coming in, especially because of his history and then his father coming in and all these different things. I think that it just, uh, and he could play a part. And if he was going to sign a contract, what were they going to offer him? Is he willing to play for a lot less, all these different things? Is he ready to move on and get into coaching and sort of push that side of things as well? You know, uh, I think that if he does want to do that, I think down the road there's there, there may be something at Toronto FC for him. I, I certainly hope so. It's nice to see guys that are, you know, put in that kind of shift for a club get an opportunity if they really want to because he has led by example on the field and off the field. He's been absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Do you so think we'll anywhere, anywhere else other than TFC, given what's happening with Herdman coming in and brings in his staff from Canada Soccer, that he would have a chance just immediately retire as a player and then be part of that technical staff. But because it's John and because of the circumstances that TFC find themselves in, that it's just not to be. I think he'll, he'll definitely get a job down in the States. The Americans are good like that. The Americans look after the Americans and they'll give them opportunities. Mm -hmm. And if you look throughout the league, there's a lot of ex pros that are involved, whether they're GMs, whether they're technical directors or their head coaches, assistant coaches, directors of the academies, they do look after after themselves. So that's I a good point. Think we'll, get a, we'll get a job in the States. That's for sure. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, the whole league MLS was created uh, for the American system to to build the game within for coaches, players, everything, referees, the whole deal. Um, they didn't want. No, remember there was a you know, how many Canadian, the Canadians played as foreigners in the same league down in the States until there was enough pressure put on, to, on them to change that rule and make it an equal play, a level playing field, which changed, which a lot of the, our players have actually taken advantage of, but they didn't do that until there was pressure because this league is all about developing. And then when MLSE were screwing things up, they couldn't get it right. And they talked to head office and they brought in Beznachenko and a few other player people from head office 
they're like, yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll come and look after you. And here, here's a bunch of Americans and these guys are going to learn how to be GMs and move their careers on and managers and Vanny and on and on it goes, but there's been very few Canadians get an opportunity, but you know, unless somebody behind the team, behind the scenes actually gives a shit, then you're not going to see it. It's true. When was the last Canadian who's made it through the ranks at TFC and is either still there or has moved on? There aren't many, are there? I mean, Corey Warren did well, right? Not obviously not an ex player. We had Corey on the show, didn't we? Corey Who? Warren? No, Corey Ray. Ray, sorry. Corey, Corey Warren was a TSN anchor. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Corey Ray. My apologies, Corey. He was great on the show, right? But that, that's one. Um, Paul Byrne came through football, now is in CPL. But there aren't that many Canadians. No. They get cut loose, eh, Jimmy? Yeah, they do. They do. The coaches and the admin office. I mean, look, even with TFC now, they've with under under Bill Manning, they've got uh, Jason Hernandez now, who's American guy, he's the GM. Then they just when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At Bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Brought in a technical director. is another American guy. I think they got him from, was it San Jose or somewhere like that? Mm -hmm. He's just come in. He's involved. So they do. That's that's what I mean. The Americans do look after each other. They're very good that way. So that's a thinly veiled shot at Canada not looking after its Canadians then, is it not? That's uh, typical across the board. Is it thinly veiled? No, maybe not so thinly veiled, <laughs> but do we have the infrastructure to look after right. our players who are transitioning to different roles? Yeah. Good point. Not so many options out there, right? Not CPL and three MLS teams. Yeah. To really make money, to you know, earn a living. Yeah. There isn't much out there. Now, John's brought John's staff now contains Canadians at TFC, in fairness, right? He's come over from yeah. the national program. But yeah, I mean, you would think Michael would be offered something if he wants it. Maybe he doesn't even want it. Maybe it's time for a fresh start for him as well. But it's funny that you guys, uh, specifically Craig, was talking about how he slowed down. I know very little. I've been watching for eight years tfc since they went on that run and won the championship um so i've seen them in really high levels and really low levels but he certainly looks like he's lost a step so when you guys were talking about getting another chance are you talking in the coaching realm or actually playing still no like, i don't i don't think playing i think michael's body's probably telling him enough's enough now mm. and you could see him matches you know he was he was getting a little bit slower and just even on the turn trying to track runners and that's what happens that's what happens the body starts breaking down he also was injured for a long time 
Yeah. And then when you're older, it takes even longer to recover from those injuries uh, and you feel it a lot more. And I think now's the time. Um, and it's always a hard decision. Do you, th you think well, maybe I could do one more year, but then do you want to push yourself one more year and you're in and out of the team and getting injured or do you just go out in a high and say, thank you very much. But I'm sure Michael will have other opportunities. And when we say opportunities, it's, it's within the game. At what capacity? We don't know. You know, it could be in the administrative side. It could be on the technical side, but he'll definitely have opportunities just because whatever he wants. Yeah. Was that the case with, with you, Jimmy? I know you've talked about it before where your body was, you just were waking up and you just were so sore. You couldn't imagine yourself playing anymore, but did your mind kind of play tricks on you a little bit? Like, was that still a hard thing to, to come to terms with? Like did that your body was done, but like maybe did he think you could maybe play one more year? I thought, I thought maybe I could. Um, like I said before, the, it was the, the turf really took a toll on me. It killed me. Um, and then you start picking up injuries that you never really picked up throughout your career when you're a little bit older, right? And it does take a little bit longer to, to heal. And I remember waking up in the mornings and I couldn't move. My ankles were locked. My hips were killing me. And it was every morning. And then I just got to the point where I thought, you know, I don't want to be that guy that can't run around or or you know, maybe play men's league hockey or men's league football with the guys because I pick up a bad in, bad injury. And I've played with a few guys that blew their knees out when they were older or they end up having operations and, you know, they, they don't walk <laughs> the way they, they, they should anymore. They've got that limp or a hobble. hobble. Mm. And I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to be that guy. You know, I want to walk away now. My body's hurting. Yeah, but it, it will heal. But I don't want one, one, nasty injury at the end that's going to wreck me for the rest of my life yeah i remember yeah. having those thoughts before like 2007 that world cup when my knee was just swelling and i had pain but it was more the instability um and then prior to me having surgery where they drilled holes in my kneecap to hope to spur on the regrowth of the cartilage it really ended up helping me out but those few months like four or five months when i was dealing with that swelling I could barely go up and down the stairs yeah. at, at home. And it was, it was as a real kind of um, reality check for you because like, obviously you've only ever known yourself as an athlete or that's what I think of myself as right. Like that's the role that you've, you've best fulfilled in your life that, that yeah. you, you know, you, you close your eyes, you see yourself in that kit and, and that's where you're sort of your best self and then so you but you take yourself out of it. I thought I want to be able to be a mom and I want to be able to play with my kids. Yeah. And I, I didn't I think, think about like a, a hockey league or a garage league. I talked about just fucking around with my kids. And I thought that was a, that was what brought me back down to earth. And I thought if this doesn't get better, then I'm done. And it was an yeah. easy decision. But I was able to keep playing and I was grateful for that. Yeah. I think, you know, when. I always had it in a mindset where, you know, I played through a lot of injuries. I had broken ribs and was still playing games and I broke my hand still playing. And if I look back, I would never do that again. I would never do that. And when I see players now that pick up an injury and they're like, no, I'm out. They'll walk off the pitch and they're out for three, four weeks and they're looking after themselves mm -hmm. where I was playing because I felt like I had to do it for the club and I had to do it for the team and, and when you're done football, nobody cares about you anymore. It's just the way it is. It's reality. You, you're, you're done. The club moves on. You move on. And 
and what you put your body through and you kind of look back and go, I should never have done that, you know, because now I'm paying the, the consequence for, for playing through these injuries. Mm-hmm. And if I could do it all over again, and I tell players today, if you get injured, take your time and get yourself fit again, because you want to make sure when you're done football, you're healthy and, and you move on with your life, but don't push yourself for, for any team, any organization, because at the end of the day, you're just, you're a piece of meat. You're, you're used, yeah. you, you play, and then when you're done, see you later. The next guy comes in, or next woman comes in, they play, and when they're finished, the next ones come in. And unless you're American, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but that that type of of experience playing the game, um, and the empathy that then that can bring you as a coach, and the understanding for the players that you're that you're now coaching in that role, or you're in a technical staff, or you're a GM that goes a long way. I mean, I'm not saying that that replaces somebody who has a, you know, a great sporting mind. I'm not saying that you can't be good in those roles if you don't have playing experience, but that's something that you can't just impart in a course. That's something that you've, that you've lived. And then you're able to, to imbue that in your next role. I mean, coming back to, to Bradley, like that's something that he'd be able to lend immediately in a, in a different type of role for a club. Well, then I, I want to ask everyone, um, Dubs, do you still, what is the kind of languishing injury that continues? Is it still your knee? Is it what, and uh, Jimmy and Craig, I want to hear, when you wake up nowadays, what is the thing that hurts the most? Soul. <laughs> <laughs> That's you. That's where you're Broken looking heart. <laughs> I'm lucky enough. I feel, I feel pretty good when I, when I wake up in the morning. Um, I don't have like the knee injury, like doesn't give me any issues now, but I do rem- like age, like it must be at least 20 years ago. Now I was playing club and somebody like took my legs out from underneath me and I did like a somersault, but like a half one. So I fell on the back left side of my pelvis and that comes back every now and again, depending like what I'm doing, weight training. And then like, I'll wake up the next day and I won't be like walked but I'll just feel like a limitation on one side. And it's because of my, like my sacrum and my SI joint. And, and that was just forever changed because of like the impact of, of me hitting the turf after that tackle. Jimmy, what do you, what do you have as a, as a fun injury that you wake up to and you curse that you, you stayed out on the, on the pitch too long? Uh, my, my, yeah. My lower back, <laughs> lower back. My lower back goes quite a bit. My ribs and my wrists. Ribs? Why um, your ribs? I don't know. I still get pains down the down my left side where I, I broke four of them. Oh, right. And then I kept on playing. And I still <laughs> you, get. You might want to get your heart checked out. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. And you know, and we know why your wrist. I get spasms in there. <laughs> we know why your wrist because of the the cut yeah. wicks. Oh, right. <laughs> but would that be the cartilage <laughs> issue though? In there, I wonder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Beat me to it, Wonga. Um, but you. yeah, but wouldn't it with ribs? So I would think, wouldn't that be a cartilage issue more than the bones themselves? And, and, unless it's arthritis. Yeah, it could be charms. Because I'm no a doctor. But no, I, I, I bet it's also the your your intercostals, and then the way that your body probably changed the way that you're breathing. I bet if you did some breath work and you like, you really focused on like 360 breathing and breathing more like horizontal expansion and doing all that sort of stuff. I bet it could help. Breast work? Oh my God. I breath. love breast work. Breath. What? Oh, breath Oh, work. breath. Okay. Craig, breath. what's yours? I, I know we golf, so I know it's your back. What? Do you have anything else that you go, 
you oh, know, this is shit. Yeah, it's not all great, but it, all things considered, not bad. I'm not in bad shape. I can still swing a golf club. That's all. All I need to do. Yeah, but I can still at, throw t- at times I I I think that's one hundred and forty. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Forrest, for you, other than the, I mean, the testicular cancer, but was was there anything like after you kind of not didn't rehab, but you recovered? Did you did you ever have a thought like I could come back? Yeah, yeah, I did. I mean, there was there were certain things surrounding that, just that I was a bit damaged at that point. So finding a new club, and I didn't really want to drop down divisions. Quite honestly, I was. I didn't. I really didn't want to play sort of second or third tier at that time. Uh, I was thirty-five. I, you know, had my fill. Really, I mean, I really did. I. It wasn't like I. Uh, like some of my friends, uh, one of them, Richard Hall at West Ham, who retired at twenty-eight years of age through a career-ending injury. That was a that was a really hard hard time for him. So I, I can't complain about that. But it was kind of forced upon me a little bit. Um, being because uh, I did have a contract with West Ham on the table, which they they pulled off the table after I had had cancer. So um, talk about when they're done with you, they're done with you. Oh boy, oh boy! But that's the reality of it. That's the way it works. That is some story. And if that happened nowadays, it would be out there. Club X release player mm-hmm. because of cancer. It wouldn't be accepted. Oh yeah, and even from an insurance policy uh, point of view, the uh, the insurance company asked West Ham for medical information and somehow they lost it. West Ham. What? Lost it. Yeah, really? they lost my medical records, yeah. Okay, any lawyers listening to this? Seriously. <laughs> we have a lawyer on the West be... Coast. No, no, no uh, not your lawyer. <laughs> He's not oh, a lawyer. Oh, sorry, oh, pirate lawyer, that's right. Yeah, we do yeah. have a pirate lawyer. Yeah. yeah. Okay, if anything you, like, twigs you? I think there's a little bit too much said time has gone by. No, uh, bullshit. Bullshit. Statue of limitations. It's called statue. <laughs> we, listen, no, none of us know anything about law. Okay? Statue. Statue. I'm <laughs> a statue, all right. Stop. <laughs> since, the, the, since the discs refused, I've been a bit of a statue. <laughs> um, hey, Jimmy, got to ask you a question, Jimmy. Um, yeah. How much, how much men's hockey do you play these days? Not much. I used to play quite a bit every Sunday morning. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah, every Sunday okay. morning. And then on Wednesday evenings, I used to go for a skate. In the last year or so, I haven't. Like, especially yeah. after COVID, COVID shut everything down. I used to play uh, men's league hockey and I play a little kick around with the guys. And then obviously with my kids. You're in a darts league. Oh, darts. Oh, guess what? The dart league is starting up soon, by the nice. way. Yeah. Jimmy's going to gain some winter weight pretty soon. Oh man! Every Tuesday night, you should come out and watch if you're up in York Region. <laughs> yes, riveting staff, I imagine. Just riveting. Local dart uh, division two legend. <laughs> but I'm it's just, it's just fat guys smoking cigarettes. <laughs> oh yeah, division two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, if there's any young Canadian footballers listening to this podcast, please stop. Because if you're looking for inspiration, <laughs> this is the wrong place. <laughs> this has been yeah. a terrible podcast for that. Yeah. Broken yeah. down clubs let you go, don't give a shit about you. Canada has no pathway. Oh my god. 
What's the yeah. point? Well, listen to Fridays. As Nate was great. He was very positive and very <laughs> inspirational. Well, that was Sundays also. That was also Sundays. So oh, that was Sunday. <laughs> Fridays was delicious. Fridays was a great one because I think our OnlyFans came out on Oh, that's right. Sunday. That was Fridays. Yeah. yeah and that was delicious? after the well, Japanese really? game. Delicious. That one was edible. It was oh. uh, nutritious. There was lots of things about it. Yeah. Scrumptious. It was satisfying as, mm. uh, you know. I was also thinking of uh, Jimmy said... He, he we used the word hobble, but he said hodl. And I thought hodl would be a great term now that we saw this Beckham, if it's true, <laughs> yeah. to mean a bad injury that you, you didn't take care of. Because I, I think, think just that's... to mean a dick. What well, a hodl. <laughs> hodl, yeah. yeah. He can, I, I mean, the Glenn Hoddle documentary might not spin so negatively against him. Is right? that being blown out of proportion a little bit, though? I mean, he didn't he handle like it well. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. He wasn't his finest moments, and he, he said quite but a few moments. But he did it like two or three finest, times, but... though, Sharms, no? Yeah, I know. I know. Like... I'm just wondering, like Craig mentioned on the show, if there was a Glenn Huddle documentary, we might see a very different side to this. We don't know really what happened behind the scenes. No, I no. think he's a dick. I think he, he mismanaged it horribly, and, and Beck, a lot of what Beckham went through what was because of the immediate comments in the aftermath of what well, happened well even beforehand hoddle said remember when he was he was gallivanting around a little bit beckham trying to see victoria and he said he actually publicly said he didn't really feel that he was his mind was in it yeah yeah exactly that that's that doesn't go down well and if a manager sees that head off the biggest game of his coaching career you can see where there might be some spite at the mm -hmm. end of it Man, this we're getting a lot of uh, meat out of this Beckham documentary, huh? Yeah, we are. <laughs> there we are. <laughs> I saw that. So now, because on Netflix, now you we watched that. I don't know about you guys, but because the algorithm is there, all these sports docs keep popping up for me to watch now. There's a Calvin Phillips documentary now. Hmm. Calvin Phillips. Like, what the hell is the point? He's 20, what is he, 23? Hmm. He's done, you know, listen, great player at Leeds, done nothing at City. Still being picked for England, by the way. But yeah. the, the, the Amazon's firing out these documentaries now. I bet it's, it's not. It won't be anything like uh, the Beckham documentary. But no, apparently Newcastle and Bayern Munich want him. Calvin Phillips, yeah, I would take a flyer in him for sure. Well, he can't get into the team at City, right? Maybe he wants to go somewhere yeah. where he's going to play. Well, listen, don't you think with, with Harry Kane making the move to Germany and bossing it, and Jude Bellingham, who my God, once again yesterday, I'm not sure if you watched the match. He is just, he's special. But a guy that really learned his football chops professionally in uh, in Europe, not in England necessarily. Um, do you think more players might consider a move to the continent away from the Prem? And admittedly, it's the biggest league in the world. It's where the most money is. But there's also good money in other leagues uh, away from perhaps that vicious spotlight of the British yeah. media. I, I can see that good. door being opened. You're seeing a lot more, a lot more going on the continent now. Whereas when, when Craig and I were in, in England, you never saw that. You never saw English players leaving. Once in a blue moon, someone would leave. But now it just seems a lot more willing to take that opportunity, whether they're going to go to France, they'll go to Spain, Italy. Italy's another big one right now where a lot of a lot of players are going. So, yeah, I think you, you're going to see it a lot more. And I think that's going to, in turn, that's going to help the, the English national team as well. Yeah. The more players you get out in the continent playing in big leagues, Champions League football mm -hmm. week in and week out. Because I think you've got a better chance at times going over into the continent and playing Champions League than what you do in England. Because if you're not playing in the top top five teams, 
you're not playing Champions League, but maybe I'm, if I'm that player that's on a team that's mid-table and I can get over into Spain or get to Italy, Germany, I got more more of a chance of playing Champions League football. The thing with the Premier League is it just pays so much money. The money's so much greater than the, mo- the, the, the masses of them, except for the top teams in those other divisions, right? So you're not going to get that many players go just uh, from that standpoint of, alone. Unless it's a, you know they see it very much as a stepping stone. You go to the continent, you get your Champions League chops, like Jimmy said there, and, and then you move back to England. Maybe it's part of the plan. It's, it's just me. Oh my God, did you watch the England game yesterday, anyone? Did you catch it? England, Italy? I watched most of it. Yeah. i tell you what, I mean, Dubs, please talk me down off, off my, my cloud nine right now. All right. <laughs> this team's good. And Euros next year. Now, France is still really good. Spain's interesting. Um, uh, Italy, well, I'm not sure. Dutch can always surprise. Germany's going to be hosting it. But I got to tell you, I, I don't think I felt this confident about an England team. Maybe since like 98, which didn't work out, but maybe since then. Yeah, and they're in quite a run as well. I think I saw a stat where there's like close to 70 games in terms of World Cup and Euro qualifying matches where they're undefeated and 30-something games at at home where they're undefeated. Um, but yeah, they're just a juggernaut right now. But I was really, I, I love Declan Rice, but like those two goals, Bellingham obviously involved, or actually they rolled three, but um, two of them where Bellingham makes the decisive assist, the, the pass and the key pass to get it to him is from Declan Rice. So I, I just marvel at, at his talent and the way that he moves deep in that midfield to link everybody up. Um, but yeah, just talent right across the board. So, I mean, but they've got to follow through now with, with the big results, right? Where When it matters. But they're beating big teams now. Like last time. What's that, Craig? Close last time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Against the same Italian team, right? It's amazing how times can change. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's, before we leave you today, um, I should mention Dubs didn't mention Kane for a reason. She hates him. In a, <laughs> on a dark web conversation yesterday, talking about Harry Kane and 60 goals for England, 61 now actually, and she goes, well, how many are your penalties? Doesn't that take away from the feet? It's like, what the hell? Dubs, Diminishes the accomplishment. Yeah, it does. Dem- that's the one. Diminish the accomplishment. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't. Oh. Not for me. No, I know. You still have to score. I was just kind of just kind of winding you up a little bit. Oh. <laughs> I also said his, his blistering pace was on display for the third goal. It's like, what was that Italian defense doing? But, uh, but no, you have to give credit to Kane for sure, because you still have to, you have to be consistently um, clinical on those spot kicks, right? And you need to have somebody that's reliable to do that. But it should be noted that more than a third of those goals are on pens. Doesn't matter. It does not matter. You've got to earn those penalties too. All right, listen, I, I've got to go. Are we all going to jump off now? Or are you guys going to continue? No, I think we're going to jump off, but I, I'm going to wrap it up with, I think you're on cloud nine because you're mirror-based uh, masturbation. Um, <laughs> I also like to <laughs> like to welcome once again, Dubs to the team. Thank you for joining us. You've You've elevated us. And I also huh. want to say while we have to hire some, while we've hired someone, Jimmy, it's been great for you on your our last show. <laughs> your last show, Nate Ingham will be sitting in your place on on Friday. Thank God, <laughs> finally, <laughs> finally, finally, yes. A great ride, Jimmy. Thanks a lot, buddy. Yeah, Canadian football fun, clubs Jimmy. and Canadian podcasts do not take care of their own. <laughs> no. Once you're out, you're fucking out. 
It's hard to hard to soar like an eagle when you're flying with turkeys. <laughs> Uh, once, once again, FuboTV.com slash footy prime to watch all your Prem and Canada soccer action and lots more Liga, tons of stuff. And uh HGTV sometimes too. And what is it down under? You get that boat show Ooh, on that show. There's a new one, Jimmy. This new series of um below deck. Mm-hmm. Below deck, right? Below deck. Where below though? deck nine or something. Below deck yeah, I'm not nine. Sure, but there's a new yeah. series coming out back in I think back in the Mediterranean. Oh, wow. can't wait. That'll give yeah. Jimmy something to do today. He'll watch the whole series. He'll watch I will. <laughs> I'll bunker in. While he's doing his breathing exercises. And Tony back. While he's doing his yeah. breast work. <laughs> Getting his wick. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Tony Bet, uh, for all of Dub's great uh, guesses, as we call them. Yes, yes. Uh, Friday we'll be back, of course, and we'll have some more, some more parlays for for Dubster to ruin for us. Okay, everyone, that's Footy Prime podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, by the way, check out all our social channels and One Soccer, of course, from all the clips from uh, Monday's show, which was, I thought, a really enjoyable show. Hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you on Friday. Cheers for listening. Keep buying newspapers. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. Booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Gregor, Andy, Jimmy, JC. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.